you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. So this episode is from a previously recorded webinar I did on how LinkedIn became my number one source of income generation. Uh, I really wanted to get as practical as possible in sharing the steps that I took. It wasn't about selling myself or some creative marketing strategy or buying lead gen services. It was really about putting together a strategy that came from who I was and allowed me to reach the people that were in my target audience. You know, as a coach and a consultant, uh, there's a lot of noise out there. And so I wanted to make sure that I broke through that, again, not with some crafty, idea, but really by being myself and allowing that to come to the forefront. So that's what you're going to hear today. Uh, if you get to uh, any point in this conversation or the end of it, and you'd like to learn more about how I can help you do something similar, please reach out to me. You can email Ryan at RyanJamesMiller.com. You can go to my website. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can see some of the content that I've been sharing there, really invested into it, really love what LinkedIn has offered for so many people that are willing to invest the time, effort, and energy into it. So with that said, enjoy this episode of the podcast. Look forward to hearing your feedback. All right. Well, here we go. Week eight, authentic conversations. Super fired up for today. Um, I'm really excited to share with you uh, my journey through LinkedIn. Uh, that's uh, what this topic is about. I'm hopeful, hopefully you know that. Uh, because uh, when you registered, that's what it said. So if you were surprised, surprise, we're gonna be talking about LinkedIn. Uh, but I'm gonna be coming at it from uh, quite a different angle than uh, many of you probably hear uh, traditionally out there online. So uh, just to kind of set up for you uh, what we're gonna be talking about this morning so you can have some expectations or this afternoon. Uh, so expectations for today, I wanna walk you through my journey on LinkedIn, which started in 2009. I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, all the way up to uh, what ended up being a, a really a pivotal moment for me. Um, and then the lag time to kind of catch up and then what present day looks like today. And then I'm gonna give you some very practical tips on engagement strategy for today. So, um, I'm gonna give you all of that. I'm also, uh, if you uh, reach out to me after this, actually I'll send a follow-up email today after this, I'll send you uh, uh, some, uh, some tips on engagement strategy, but my recommendation to you is going to be to really tune in and listen to this first part. Um, if not because it's my story, but because I believe that if you catch the first part of this, uh, this is gonna, that's gonna be the most valuable piece. The first part, the story, and what really led me to today um, is gonna be important. I also wanna say that I'm no LinkedIn expert. Uh, I uh, just actually released a podcast yesterday with my friend, Michaela. Uh, she's got over 150,000 followers on LinkedIn. She's a LinkedIn trainer. Uh, she does a significant amount of work on the corporate side of LinkedIn with LinkedIn's company pages. And uh, she just uh, did her first course uh, using uh, the company pages side of LinkedIn. And so like, she's a professional in that area, but uh, I have personal experience. It's worked well for me. And as a result, 
I do get hired and paid to help other people build their brand on LinkedIn, but I think it's because I come at it in a different way. So let me dig right in. <clears throat> so two, uh, March of 2009, I just looked at this this morning. March of 2009 uh, was when I signed up for my first LinkedIn account. Uh, actually, March 2nd, 2009 to be exact. And if any of you uh, was on LinkedIn during that time, um, you remember that it was absolutely archaic. I mean, the technology was bad. It was very flat. It wasn't very engaging. I mean, I, I guess more than anything, it was just a place to kind of put up our professional resume. Um, and so that's what people did. It was, it was really just a place to, to, to put yourself out there in the event you wanted to make a move. Interestingly enough, 2009, I was in the middle of a really great career at the time, I thought. And so I had no use for, uh, for that service, but I just wanted to be there. As time went on, uh, they started building, into, building in the groups functionality, which was uh, thought to be a good idea. It turned out to be a complete mess for a while. Um, there, there was just so many things that they were challenged with early on. And so other than dropping in from time to time, I just didn't use it uh, a whole lot. And as a matter of fact, I really did not get engaged into LinkedIn for the first time, uh, actively engaged until the beginning of 2017. And I'm really bummed that it took that long because if I would have been doing work earlier, uh, it would be far more beneficial now. But that's besides the point. I can't go back on that. So uh, 2017, kind of moving into the beginning of 2017, I was working in a, a corporate job again. Uh, after having been in business for myself, I went to work for a company. And so I was working in this corporate job and <clears throat> I was trying to build a community to attract a specific type of prospect to us. We were targeting CFOs and HR leaders. I knew who those were in the demographic. And so I was trying to target them. As I was starting to get a little bit active on LinkedIn, and I don't know, I maybe had 500 or 800 connections or something like that, uh, I started getting people reaching out to me uh, and to the company that I worked for, asking us if, if we would be willing to pay money in order for them to help us build our connections, to create some automated campaigns, and to get uh, prospects basically to, to buy from us. It didn't work. And it still really doesn't work. Uh, but, but that was kind of my first delve into this idea that people were trying to capitalize on the platform and the power that LinkedIn had. Unfortunately, uh, it was just uh, spam. It was just an inundation of spam that they were trying to create. And they felt like if they uh, made enough outreaches that eventually they would get people to bite. And uh, that's never a good idea. It wasn't a good idea then. Uh, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be a good idea now. Uh, and I'll talk more about that in a little bit. So anyway, so um, I'm creating some content. I'm trying to make connections, build some relationships. You know, I'm sharing things every once in a while, but uh, the majority of what I was sharing was um, uh, information on our industry that was regurgitated and actually like link shared from somewhere else outside. Talk about that in a little bit. Um, it was... Um, repurposed blog articles that was just pointing people back to our website. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit and why that wasn't a great idea. Uh, I was constantly talking about our value proposition in the marketplace, the services and products that we offered, uh, and how we could help uh, people 
um, uh, get the most out of working with us. Again, not a great idea, and I'll get into why. But I was using it, and so I was starting to be consistent, and by consistent at that time, I would say it was probably posting about once a week uh, was kind of the average. Uh, other than that, I was using LinkedIn Sales Navigator at that time, but it was strictly a prospecting tool. And by prospecting tool, I meant that we were paying for LinkedIn Sales Navigator seats uh, in order to get more outbound in-mails, uh, LinkedIn messages. And so I was, I was tapping that thing out. And, I, and my sales team, they were tapping that thing out. We were, we were doing everything we could to try and reach as many prospects as we possibly could. Funny enough, our um, engagement rate was like none. It was, it was very, very slim. As a matter of fact, I don't know uh, during the uh, uh, year of 2017 if we won a single deal. As a matter of fact, I'm almost positive we did not win a single deal as a result of reaching out to somebody via LinkedIn because we were selling a, a pretty high dollar transaction uh, or engagement. So anyway, so that was, that was the beginnings of 2017. Um, <clears throat> bumping along, bumping along, that kind of just went that way for all of 2017. And my connection uh, uh, numbers were growing. I think uh, I, I was in the 1500 range or something like that. <clears throat> so it, it was getting better as I was being more active, but I wasn't really returning any value. And so <clears throat> I was creating some video too towards the end of 2017 and I was posting that up there. And that's when LinkedIn video was just kind of getting going and so, do you post it natively? Do you share a YouTube link? You know, how does all that work? And so it was really funky uh, during that time as well. But we were just kind of testing, or I was just kind of testing and seeing what would work, seeing what wouldn't work. And most things weren't working, at least for me. Um, turn 2018, uh, I got connected to a good friend. And at that time, I was starting to get a little bit of traction on LinkedIn. And he reached out to me and he said, hey, um, we're going to be doing a, a LinkedIn event in LA in May of 2018. Uh, would you be interested in, in participating? And I'm like, yeah, I would, I would love to go. And he goes, no, actually, I would love for you to come and share a little bit of your insight into LinkedIn. And I'm like, oh, I would love that, right? Opportunity to stand up on stage and to share. And, uh, and so I, I, uh, I committed. And as I committed, I started to recognize that the majority of people that I was gonna be uh, on stage with or on panels with or participating in this event with were far more successful than I were. My friend Michaela that I talked about earlier, that's where I met her was there. Uh, Natalia Wehoski, uh, she is a phenomenal uh, LinkedIn speaker and trainer. Uh, she lives in Dubai and uh, so connected with her there. Uh, there was a lot of people that were just, that had such significant followings and, and I really didn't. And so I had no idea why I was there, but my friend Josh was kind enough to, to invite me to bring me out. And so in the run up to that event, and so this is something that I want you to, to, to attach onto. So in the run up to that event, which we had about three months to, to, to invite and to, to get people out and um, uh, that event ended up having about uh, 30 or 40 speakers. Uh, uh, over the course of a whole day in downtown LA. And I think we had a hundred and some odd attendees, uh, which, was, which was pretty good for an event like that in LA. And it was the first of its kind. Uh, um, anyway, so as we were promoting the event, as we were trying to invite people, uh, I started interacting with 
all of these other people of influence, right? Uh, Michaela and Natalia and uh, Goldie Chan, if you know her, she's, uh, she wears a green wig all the time and uh, she's a great person. And Brittany Crystal, uh, who uh, I've talked a lot about her Beyond Influential podcast. Uh, she's just an amazing human being, worked for Gary Vee and Marie Forleo. And um, so I, 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 you know, I, I was in, in these circles and I was building these relationships uh, from afar. Um, and so we were inviting people, tagging each other. We were, um, uh, we were creating campaigns. And so it was building some momentum, definitely was building some momentum. And so for me, it felt really good because in that first six months of 2018, and this story is going to be so relevant. So please listen to, to how I'm communicating this during the first five months of 2018, leading up to that event, I went from 1500 to about 3,000 followers on LinkedIn. Home run, right? Like, I'm super pumped. So excited that that's happening. And, you know, everybody else is excited around me and it's just, it's so cool. So we're building steam, building steam, building steam. We get to the event, uh, we speak. Uh, and if any of you know my story, uh, me sitting on a panel that day and speaking actually was a shot heard around the world because though I had already resigned my job to my boss, I had not told my team yet, but somebody in the audience was recording a video, wasn't supposed to be, shared it on LinkedIn, tagged me in it, and my sales team saw. And so they actually heard through LinkedIn that I resigned before I actually resigned. I, I, was, I was very sorry to see it happen that way. I ended up later apologizing to them and obviously the whole company knew I was resigning. But this was supposed to be my launching pad, right? Like I, I speak at this event, uh, my LinkedIn presence is being built. And so here I'm gonna go out on my own and, and, and then LinkedIn is definitely now gonna be a hotbed of opportunity for me, right? I mean, you would expect that. Double my connections. I'm with all these influential people. They're tagging me. I'm tagging them. Like, we're buddies now. I speak at a LinkedIn event. Nothing. When I resigned my job and went off onto my own, middle of uh, May 2018, none of my business came by way of LinkedIn. Um... I understood to some degree why, but I was really frustrated because I thought that was gonna be a huge help. I mean, people saw me chumming it up with all these other powerful people. Those powerful people are successful and they're selling coaching services, consulting services, products through LinkedIn. It's like, I could do the same thing, but it didn't work. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm just gonna freeze here for a second. That still does not work. I was going to leave the don't do's until the end, but here's a really good don't do. I know that it feels really good to get a lot of engagement in one of your posts. And I know that one of the ways that we can do that is by tagging as many people as humanly possible in our posts. And I know that there is a slim possibility that doing that could end up producing some beneficial result to you other than pumping up your ego. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you probably have about the same chance as being struck by lightning. 
It just doesn't work. You don't need a lot of followers to be influential on LinkedIn. You don't need a lot of followers to generate revenue from LinkedIn. You don't need a huge following. You don't need viral posts. And I was learning that in a sense the hard way because I was investing a lot of time. The second half of 2018, as I went back into business for myself, I was posting on LinkedIn two, three, three days a week, four days a week at times. Video, written content, and I was getting some engagement. A couple hundred views a post, a couple thousand views a post. Like it, it was getting there. Like I remember the first time I had a 10,000 uh, a, a post that had more than 10,000 views. I was like jumping for joy. It sounded so cool. It didn't do anything for me. And so I had to continue to figure out like what I was going to do, what was going well and what wasn't going well. Like, why was I getting all this engagement, but I wasn't gaining any results? And I'm not on LinkedIn, even now, I am not on LinkedIn simply to generate revenue. Like, yes, it is a business platform. Yes, I want to generate revenue. I want to sell coaching services through that, consulting services through that. I want some of you that are on this call this morning uh, to do business with me. And Many of you signed up because of LinkedIn. It's awesome. I, I want that. But that's not the primary reason why, why I am there. I'm there to build relationships, to build community, to create opportunities for other people that I come into contact with. So it's far more than just a revenue generating tactic for me. But I still needed to figure out how I was going to make the most of LinkedIn. And part of that was going to be generating revenue. So... I wrap up 2018 and I'm turning the corner into 2019. And as that's happening, I am gaining more and more clarity on who I am as an individual. And you guys hear me talk about this all the time, right? Be authentic, authenticity, know who you are, get to the foundation of who you are and what lights you on fire. Like I was getting that. I was, I was finding my voice. I was feeling that like flow and groove. And it sounds so weird when I say it, but it's just the reality. And so I decided to do something that was totally abnormal in 2019. A few things that were totally abnormal and abnormal to LinkedIn. So uh, the first thing that I committed to do was I was not gonna sell. I was gonna spend the whole of 2019 on LinkedIn giving. I was, gonna, I was gonna try and give as much value as I could. I was gonna try and share uh, wisdom and insight from my head and my heart just to, to an audience. As a matter of fact, one of the things I committed to was saying that if somebody went back, and you can't do this because we can't go back too far into the archives of LinkedIn, but if you followed me all, all year long and just took notes as to everything I said, which I don't know who would wanna do that, I'm not that important, but if you did that, you could basically coach yourself through one of my programs because I'm just sharing it all out there, right? It's just when I coach, I do it in a more concise manner and it's directed at a person. So I did that. I spent all of 2019 doing that. And I was proud to get to the end of 2019 and say that I sold, this is not an exaggeration, I sold four times on LinkedIn in all of 2019. And I, I don't have the stat right now, but I think I posted 260 or 270 times on LinkedIn in 2019. 
four times I asked for something. The other 250 or 260 some odd times, I just gave of something. So that was, that was kind of abnormal or different, number one. That was super important and something that I'm really proud of. And also, I'll tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't the most amazing thing the whole time, but, um, but I'm proud of it anyway. So that was number one. Number two that I did that was very different from uh, a lot of the people I was seeing at that time, and I still feel like the majority of people that are out there, is I was just going to be brutally open about myself. I share with people a lot of times that I feel as though I am a open book with many torn pages. And what I mean by that is, is I want people to know as much of, of me as they could ever possibly want to know the good and the bad. And so when I had an epic meltdown in April of 2019, and in this very office, I was crawled in a corner and I called my wife and I was so scared because for the first time in my life, it was like, I didn't even know if I wanted to exist anymore. I shared about that on LinkedIn. That led to a podcast and that led to one of the most well-responded content pieces I have ever shared. Because it was just the reality of me being in a roller coaster of an environment, you know, being in business, providing for my family, trying to do the best I can for other people, giving a lot of myself. And I felt like I just wasn't getting filled up. And then some circumstances were also really driving me into the ground. So I shared things like that. When I won a deal, I would share it. When I lost a deal, I would share it. When I got frustrated with the, something I was seeing out in the market, I would just say it. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just want to be honest. And so I just continued to do that. And the more that I leaned into that over the course of 2019, the more I began to realize is that was what resonated with my audience. Now, as of today, and, and you know, my, my, my follower count continued to build. I think it's in the uh, 8,000 range right now, just about, uh, give or take. <clears throat> anyway, besides the point. But, you know, of those 8,000 people, I probably only have about 100 that regularly engage with me. You know, I get plenty more views than that. Um, I'll talk about some of that in a minute. But, you know, I get, I, I get you know, sometimes 1,000, 10,000, you know, 100,000 views on a post, a video, or written, or whatever, but I'm really only getting engagement on average from 50 to 100 people, and that shifts over time, um, but they were responding. They, they appreciated or um, whatever. They, just, they, they responded well to, to what I was sharing, and so I knew that that's what I needed to continue doing, but for two reasons, and again, listen to this. I shared myself with other people in that manner, number one, because it's what I believed was the right thing to do for me. And number two, because people well responded to it. Too often we try for the reverse. We try and say things that other people are going to respond to. And then that becomes a thing we're passionate about. And that just doesn't work, at least not sustainably. So when you think about your messaging and you think about what's most important to you and the things that you want to share, uh, lean into that. Fight hard for that. Continue to discover that. I'm still discovering that right now today. This morning, I was just working through something. So 
That was one thing that I was really, really learning over the course of 2019 was I was finding my voice and it was from in here. It wasn't out there. And so for you, it's the same thing. What is it that you're passionate about? This is another like practical pause. What is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you care about? What is it that, uh, that gets you out of bed every single day? What is it that charges you up and fires you up or, or makes you happy or makes you sad? What are your experiences like every single day? And a lot of times, especially the more corporate the person is, they'll, they'll pause for a second and be like, but Ryan, LinkedIn's a business platform. I don't know if I should share that stuff. And I think what they're meaning there, first of all, is um, I don't want this to be uh, the place where people are sharing pictures of their food um, or bikini clad vacation pictures. And by bikini clad, I mean like I'm out wearing a bikini on the boat, right? <laughs> Not really, but I get that. But let me tell you what LinkedIn is. LinkedIn is a platform where human beings interact with one another. And we should know more than ever, today more than ever, you've heard me say this week in and week out over this series of authentic conversations. We need to restore the human to human connection. And that doesn't happen by throwing up our best corporate branding. That happens when we open ourselves up and allow other human beings to see that we too are a human being. So what makes you human? What makes you tick? Um, I'll be releasing a podcast episode in the next couple of weeks uh, with an amazing successful woman by the name of Joy McAdams. She's out of Texas. She's in the healthcare profession. Uh, and um, she just had one of her LinkedIn posts be shared on Good Morning America. And it was about her and her family. That's what resonates with people. That's what attracts people because they're human too. And they probably have family too. Like for me, uh, again, 2019, it was just, it, it was such a crazy year. I think this was 2019. Maybe it was the beginning of 20. No, I think it was 2000. It was 2019. So, um, I, I shared a post, um, in, I don't know, October, I think of, of 2019. And uh, my family had been going through some challenges with my oldest daughter. She's 18 now, super proud of her. She's an amazing kid, a uh, young adult. Um, but she was working through whether she was going to continue on in water polo, which she wasn't really that good at, or if she was going to quit water polo and just focus full-time on swim, or if she was going to quit altogether, and, which we were pushing her to not quit altogether. So um, she made a really grown-up decision uh, and uh, in the way she handled it. So I, I shared that on LinkedIn just as a proud dad. It was a Sunday afternoon, right? Sunday, by the way, right? I posted on LinkedIn on a Sunday afternoon. Um, and I shared just walking through that experience with her in the number of characters or words that LinkedIn allows you to use. And I just thought it was really cool. And it was such a moment uh, for us all as adults to learn um, uh, how to handle things in a mature way and how we can learn that from an 18 or 17 year old at the time. What I didn't know is what that response was going to be. And that turned into the most viewed 
post I've ever had on LinkedIn. As of today, it's nearing, I think, 300,000 views. And it wasn't just people liking the post. It wasn't just, like I had thousands of comments, which normally you can get a lot of post views, but you don't get as many comments. I had thousands of comments. Thousands, hundreds of messages, not thousands, hundreds of messages. And people were reaching out to me First of all, you know, they were encouraging, which was so cool, but really I just kept saying like, this was my daughter. And if, and if it is a parenting thing, it's just as much my wife. So this doesn't make, this isn't making me an amazing person. But they were talking about how they resonated with the struggles that they went through in high school sports and how that scarred them for the whole rest of their life. Or what a pivotal moment in their youth did to help catapult them into their career or into a relationship or just so many different things. And so people resonated with that. But here's the crazy thing. From that post, I was hired for three, I think four, one-on-one -on -one coaching agreements or engagements. And from that post, I was hired to, and, and got paid to speak at two events. So sharing a post about my daughter's water polo and swim extravaganza generated six or seven business opportunities, five or six business opportunities for me that probably equated to $50,000 over the course of a year. I should tip my daughter, but that's her payback for 18 years of life. But what I'm trying to prove is, is it was just me being me, me being human, me sharing my human experience in that is what resonated with my audience. My audience grew from that. I, I gained more followers, yada, yada, yada. So as I turned the corner into 2020, so 2019 finishes off. It's a great year. I'm building up my connections. My engagement's getting built. Uh, I'm starting to create business opportunities. As a matter of fact, in 2019, I don't really know when the switch flipped, even though all I was doing was giving, and I only asked four times over the course of 2019, I ended up generating about 40% of my business revenue in totality from LinkedIn, from referrals through LinkedIn, or someone would email me or um, whatever, and they'd be like, hey, I've been following you for a while on LinkedIn, and I felt like now was the time for me to reach out and talk to you about coaching, or I'd love for you to come speak at one of our events. Um, or a business owner that needs some consulting. So, so that was turning, that was working. And it was pretty amazing to see that that was happening, especially because I really wasn't asking for it. Like I wanted it, but I wasn't asking for it. I wasn't selling a whole bunch. So I, I was doing that pretty regularly. When 2020 turned the corner, um, I was slowly stepping into um, uh, balancing out that give and take a little bit. And what I meant by, what I mean by that was I still wanted to continue to give as much value as possible, but I knew that there was good opportunities uh, that I had available for other people to come into coaching programs and things like that. And I wanted to start asking. So I slowly began to do that. And I specifically remember uh, I posted something about a group coaching program that I was launching. And I said, you know, I rarely do this. I'm kind of hesitant to do it, blah, 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 blah. But you know, he, here's what I'm, what I'm offering. And I had so many people that were like, why are you so hesitant? 
what are you concerned about? And as we got into conversation, what I found out was, was I had been doing such a good job, I guess, of just giving value that they were okay with me asking for things in return. And before I'm about ready to move into engagement, but before I do, so I just want to make this relevant to right now today or, or a couple of weeks ago. So many of you know that uh, when the pandemic hit, second week of March and we went into lockdown, um, I lost two really large uh, consulting agreements as a result of my clients shutting down. And uh, with that was a significant amount of my monthly income. And I had to do something about it. And so I did what I felt like I had built up the credibility to be able to do. And I took to LinkedIn and I started asking my community for referrals and for business. That if it was appropriate for them to enter into that engagement, that I would love to talk to them more about it. I was able to fill, I think right now I'm at about 40, maybe 50% of what I lost second week of March over the last six or eight weeks. And it's not because I got super crafty with my salesmanship. It's not because I had some awesome marketing tactic. It's not because I repackaged my service or something like that. It's because I had, a, I had built a community in which I had continued to give, give, give. And when I needed them, they responded. They respected it. They appreciated it. And as a matter of fact, what's been crazy is I've actually had quite a few people that have reached out to me and said, I've been waiting for you to do this. I didn't even know how I could engage with you because you never talk about it. So when I think back to 2019, even though I feel like that was the foundation I needed to lay, I made some mistakes because I probably left opportunities on the table because all I was doing was just communicating a message and I wasn't asking for anything. I didn't, I wasn't giving people the opportunity to actually engage in whatever that would look like. So there is a balance to be had there. I wouldn't go back and change it, but it's definitely a good learning experience as I move forward. Okay. So Let's move into some serious practicality now. So I'm gonna, um, uh, I'm gonna switch a screen here real quick. You're not gonna see anything different except me move around on the camera, but I wanna pull this up because if you're taking notes, um, I, I would recommend that you, um, that you follow something like this. So first of all, um, I, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of you finding your voice. Like, it's gotta be you. I know your company probably, if you work for a company, probably creates corporate material, blogs. Your industry probably has articles that you can share, but that is not helping you much. And as a matter of fact, that is actually probably hurting you. LinkedIn does not love when you link to sites outside of LinkedIn because you're pulling people from their page, from their app. So they're no longer engaging on LinkedIn. So you need to find your voice. If you read a good article, state it in your own words and share that. Like if you are super passionate about 
I don't know, walking dogs, or you love Superwoman, Supergirl, Supergirl, Superwoman, I forget. Talk about it. Let people know. Because here's something that you should probably consider is every one of your prospects that also has some hidden passion for superheroes is going to resonate with that. And that doesn't need to be all that you talk about, but it should be weaved in on a regular basis. You need to think about what makes you, you. As a matter of fact, um, I, I saw, I think he's still on the call, um, a gentleman by the name of Chris Wolpert. He's a benefits advisor up in the Pacific Northwest. Great guy. Uh, and so one of the things that he does on LinkedIn is he shares his Friday fables. So you should go follow Chris Wolpert, W-O-L-P-E-R-T, on LinkedIn and keep an eye out because Chris, I'm sure, is going to post, I hope he's going to post a Friday fable today. That's one of the things that he does. I look forward to them. I love them. Uh, he's talked about a couple of really cool ones. He always gets in some fun setting when he does it. Um, and so it's great. That's just part of what's making him him. Um, I just saw he just posted in the chat window. It's up today. So don't leave right now because I'm not done. But when I'm done, go follow Chris. Connect with him. Um, and so just find your thing. But it's got to be you. It's got to be your voice. Again, think human-to-human -human interaction, human-to-human -human connection. If you're struggling at home right now or being at home right now and you feel compelled to say something, say something. Can you imagine how many people are resonating with the fact that they're struggling to not want to wake up and have a shot of tequila and a margarita at 7.30 in the morning because they have another whole day at home? It's just okay. Just do that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, maybe not sharing with people that you're drinking at 7.30 in the morning. You just hide the Baileys in your coffee and don't tell anybody until it's uh, five o'clock somewhere. Okay, so practically. So find your voice first. <clears throat> and then here are a couple of things that I do uh, that I'm mindful of and that you should be too. Number one is <clears throat> you should have a running list. I'm gonna share something with you guys after today send a follow-up email. Um, and it's a simple content planning template. And you can get this from anywhere. Basically, it's just come up with a list of as many things as you think you would like to talk about. So I personally use Google Keep. It's a note-taking app, super simple app on my phone. And that's what I use to, uh, when I'm driving in the car uh, or when I'm sitting on the couch at home and I'm not, I, I'm not going to, like write something or record something, I just make a note of it. Uh, something that struck a chord with me, something that I feel like I should, I, I wanna share. And so I'll take a note and I'll save that for later. You can put it into this content planning template. There's a lot of different things that you can do, but you should keep a running list going of all of the things you wanna talk about so you can go back later and do it. Because if you wait until you have time to sit down you're going to spend so much time trying to think about what you're going to say. Just say it. And so if you have that list together, you can fire right from that. So that's one thing um, that you can do is build a list of as many topics, ideas, things as you think you can think about. I go back to Chris. I'm just picking on him because now he's on my brain. You're welcome, Chris. Um, but he probably has 
hundreds, if not thousands of fables he can pull from. And so he's probably thinking about what am I going to do next Friday? What am I going to do the following Friday? But don't just stop at Fridays. I believe that you should be posting a minimum of three, but as many as 10 times a week on LinkedIn. You can be posting multiple times a day because most people are not going to see what you post because they're connected to so many people that that just runs through their feed. And you're going to want to test a bunch of different things too. Like there's no reason why you can't just pop up a uh, cell phone right in front of you and just start recording. That, that could be your video. You can write things. You can, I don't know, just dictate them. That's what I'll do sometimes too is I'm not a great writer. And so um, I seem to articulate a little bit better when I just say it. And so I will dictate into my phone the things that I want to say later, or sometimes I'll just open up the LinkedIn app and I'll just start rattling uh, words until it all makes sense and then I'll post that. So there's a lot of different ways that you can come up with, but if you're not posting at least three times a week, you're just absolutely missing out on a significant opportunity. So earlier I said, do not just tag people for the sake of tagging people because you want engagement. I just, I don't, you can, but I just, I don't think it's valuable. But here's what you can do. You should have, no, you do. You have relationships with other people in the marketplace. Thought leaders, colleagues, peers in your own organizations. So tag them. You don't have to tag them all at once. It actually looks a little bit silly when you're tagging a bunch of people because I, we kind of know what you're doing. But what you can do is, is you can tag people for their thoughts. Get people to engage. Ask them a question. So you can sprinkle that in on a semi-consistent basis. And so I think that, you know, that is, uh, that's just something that you can do to gain engagement, to build community without overdoing it. Something popped up into the chat that I, I do want to uh, answer um, so, uh, somebody asked, uh, do you get better traction recording and uploading, um, or, um, pre record or uh, recording right in the app or recording and uploading? Uh, my response is, I don't know. Um, I would say test it. Um, I feel better about, um, recording and then uploading just because, um, LinkedIn's native app for pulling video just isn't awesome. So if you want to do any minor edits where you're going to cut out a spot or something like that, it's just better to just to do it on your phone. And nowadays the phones are so great anyways that you can record such really good quality stuff without any kind of professional equipment. As a matter of fact, I have, if I flipped it all around, I have a, um, a professional camera uh, for doing stuff like even this and recording video, seven or 800 bucks. I use my phone. I'm actually on a webcam right now, but I'm also recording on my phone because the phone just captures stuff so easily and it's such good quality. So that's what you can do. Uh, another thing that you should do, in lieu of just trying to hunt down and cold connect with prospects, my first recommendation in terms of you building out connections is making sure that you're connected to every person in your company. It surprises me to see how many people are not connected to others in your own organization. It just blows me away. Connect with everybody in your organization. Connect with all of your personal friends. So any friend that you have that has a LinkedIn page, you should be connected to them as well. 
and then start connecting to other vendor partners and other relationships like that. Build community from the outside in. Because if you think about it, uh, if you have good vendor relationships or partner relationships and you're both chasing the same prospect, well, if you're surrounding the, those types of people in a community with great content, building great relationships, uh, one of you has a chance to win them or attract an eye to them and then you're gonna all be able to benefit from that. So those are the two places that I see that people should be focusing more on connection building that they just typically aren't. So that's something that, to, to really, really think about. Another thing, <clears throat> you must, you must engage in other people's content. You've just gotta do it. You gotta engage in other people's content. So there's two ways, to, a couple of ways to do this. The first one is, is I would recommend every single person about 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes midday, and 20 minutes late in the afternoon, early evening, of you hopping onto LinkedIn, scrolling through your feed, liking, if you like it or love it or insightful, whatever LinkedIn has for emojis, and then commenting a response to that post. That gets your name. First of all, you're engaging and doing other people favors. You're building relationships, but also that puts your name out in front of other people. So it's a great tool to attract other people to you. So that's one thing that you can do is just go through that feed. No more than 20 minutes a day, especially, especially when you're already up there posting, you should be engaging as well. Don't just like though, comment. Like people don't see likes, you know, it just, it scroll, it's just across the bottom of the uh, post with just a whole bunch of little pictures. Nobody clicks on those. But if you make a comment, other people that that person's connected to will see that, uh, that you've made a comment and they're likely to read that. And so if you have something insightful to add or an agreement with or whatever, that's just so beneficial. And most people don't do that. They're just too focused on sharing their own stuff. As a matter of fact, I think that you may be even uh, more valuable to people if you just engage with other people's stuff instead of not, and didn't even post your own thing. But I think you should post your own thing too. Another way to do this is I talked earlier about Sales Navigator and the ways that people currently use it, which is just to take in-mail, uh, take their in-mail count up and just uh, blind blast people via message. I don't think that's a wise idea. What I do think is, is you can save leads and build lists in LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And so then when you log into Sales Navigator, I have Sales Navigator, when you log into Sales Navigator, you're gonna see all of your connections that you saved in Sales Navigator pop up in that feed. And you're gonna be able to see what they posted. So then, instead of you blindly reaching out to a prospect, sending them a message, trying to connect with them, they don't know who the heck you are, you can start to like and comment on their posts, which helps them and adds value to them. And eventually, they're gonna come creeping back on you. It happens a lot. So Sales Navigator is a great tool for that. You can't do that with just regular LinkedIn Premium, though LinkedIn Premium has some benefits too. But ultimately, I believe that Sales Navigator is a far better paid service, even though it's, I think, 20 bucks more a month or something like that. Totally think that that's a great option for the majority of people, especially if you're in a client-facing role or you're trying to generate revenue through LinkedIn. That's a tool that you should be using. So that's important. Another thing that you should be leveraging LinkedIn for, I believe, is taking relationships off of line. So 
you should have some regular rhythm. I say at least once a week, you should reach out to five of your LinkedIn connections, five, and ask them to set up a call, video chat if you're not sick of those yet, or when we can all go back to it, coffee or lunch if they're in your area. Build relationships, take them offline. Don't be fully dependent upon just seeing them on LinkedIn and them seeing you on LinkedIn. There's a lot of opportunities for you to take those relationships offline and do that. So that's something that I think is super duper important. Another thing that you can do is, is make sure that you're following your prospects company pages. There's a lot more coming there. Again, I, I shared with you earlier, my friend Michaela has done a lot with LinkedIn corporately on LinkedIn company pages. LinkedIn's gonna be investing a lot into the company page area. So yours should be up to speed, should have some, uh, should have relevant uh, current content on there. It should look nice, but also go follow other people's because you'll be able to see what your prospects are doing at a corporate level. What types of things are they interested in? What types of, where, what jobs are they hiring for? There's so much you can learn by following the company's company page, not just the individual connection. I know that that's what you want to do, but it's just not that valuable to just have connections. And then when you are uh, starting to, and this, when I'm coaching, like people pay me to tell them what I'm going to tell you right now, there are six areas that I believe you should be uh, you can be and are valuable to be monitoring uh, when you are looking at your LinkedIn performance. Like, how are you doing on LinkedIn? So there are these. The number one is the number of profile views. So how is that, uh, how, what does that line look like? If you see huge spikes or huge dips, you need to go back to those days, those weeks, and see what you did post or didn't post that led to less or more profile views. Because if you're seeing huge spikes, that means that you're doing something that's resonating with people and more people are gonna be attracted to you and wanna go there. You need to do more of that stuff. If you see huge dips, um, you may not wanna do those things. So that's number one. Number two is how many views on posts. You should keep track of this. Just how many times is your post being viewed because if it's significantly low or if it's bouncing all over the place again you can consider the type of content that you're sharing and whether or not it's working i look at that almost every day i don't care the number all i want to see is some sense of consistency and if i see a spike i'm going to make a decision based upon that spike number three number of likes on posts again it doesn't matter how many if you consistently get five likes on a post and it's consistent, that's wonderful. But if you get one, then you get 27, then you get zero, then you get 89,000. Like, what is doing that? Again, that's helpful. Comments. Number of comments on a post is extremely helpful. And by the way, um, there, there's a good thing here. I should have said this earlier, but as it relates to comments, when you post something, make sure that you are responding to every comment that you get. First of all, it's just a kind way to say thank you or to, to keep the engagement and conversation going, but it also just helps with engagement. The more responses, the more that LinkedIn will prioritize that. So do that. 
But here's what you shouldn't do. If you comment on somebody else's post, don't go like everything just so your name pops up a hundred times. Like, like the stuff that's relevant to you or the, the sub conversation that you're in. You don't have to just put your face out there. It's totally obvious. And I just, I don't think it's super tactful. Anyway, tactical, maybe not tactful. So comments, so profile views, uh, likes, um, comments. Um, another thing, oh gosh, I'm almost out of time. Recommendations. Every time that you get good feedback from a client, you should ask them for a recommendation on LinkedIn. It's a simple tool. You literally can just plug your connection in, send a request off, and then just send them a note separately and say, hey, I just requested for you to write me a recommendation on LinkedIn. Don't can one and send it over and say, hey, can you copy and paste this? Just have them write something. And then when you're gonna to get to review it and make sure that they didn't say anything terrible about you, um, but you should have recommendations. And that reminds me today, I'm gonna to do that. So maybe some of you are gonna get a, a request from me. Chris, I've said enough nice stuff about you. Today, I'm gonna to ask for a recommendation. Um, <laughs> but really, ask for recommendations and give them. And you should wanna see that continue to grow. I mean, if you've got, and, and this is like, uh, 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 this just points out how bad I've done in this area. I've, I said earlier, I have like 8,000 connections. I have like 20 recommendations. That's really disproportionate. Now, a bunch of those connections shouldn't even be connections. And I'm trying to be more strategic. I don't accept every connection. I was for a little while, and now I've started to decline a lot of them, especially the ones that I see are just trying to sell me something. Uh, and I can see it in their headline. Um, and then lastly, the other thing that you should track is how many requests, requests to connect. So how many connection requests are you getting and from what type of people are you getting them? That usually will tell you what the last trailing week or so of your content is doing and who it's putting it in front of. Sometimes it's just people trolling and so you wanna be careful there, but that's very telling. Again, you wanna use all of this data, not to fluff you up, not to make you feel good, but to help you then behave in the right way which means to be consistent or to make some changes, whatever it's gonna take. You just wanna use those trailing metrics to help you create good content moving forward that your audience loves. Because if you spend enough time building relationships and adding value and being consistent, eventually you are gonna be able to just ask them for something and they're gonna be more than happy to give it to you. But if you're just trying to ask or sell now, it's just so obvious. And don't be coy about it either. Like we all know that we're on LinkedIn to build relationships. And so if you're trying to trick somebody into buying from you, you might as well just ask them to buy from you. But I would rather see you just continue to add value, continue to contribute, continue to share about yourself. Use this again as an opportunity to build the human to human connection. I feel like there's a lot of value that comes into there. Um, and by the way, um, you don't have to do the ridiculously disproportionate thing that I did when it was like 260 posts of value to four of asking, I would say that a good rhythm is at a minimum of six give up to 10 for every one ask. So every six to 10 posts, you can ask for one thing. I think that's pretty fair. That's pretty reasonable. And I think that your audience will see that as, as, as valuable. There's a lot of tips and tools. Uh, and tricks in there when it relates to asking for things. Try not to put links into your main post. Try and put them in the comments because when they're in the main post, they seem to get deprioritized. Um, again, don't put links to 
other people's stuff in your posts, that's not helpful either. LinkedIn does not seem to like that. Um, if, you're continue, if you're posting a lot of content and you're not getting engagement, slow down a little bit and rethink what you're posting because LinkedIn favors quality over quantity, even though they like to see quantity if it's quality. So those are just some th simple things that um, from a practical side that could be helpful for you. But more than anything, I really hope that though the last 15 minutes was practical, that the first 30 minutes was what you really gained from. The first 30 minutes is what you really learned from. Because at the end of the day, I've said it so many times, people do business with people that they know, they like, and they trust. That's not my saying. Somebody else came up with that. I totally wish that that could be mine. So if you want people to like you and to know you and to trust you, then you need to make sure that they are seeing you for you, that you're not hiding behind some wall, some uh, facade that you put up or some corporate brand that you put up. Like you can be supportive of your company, but all the while you need to put yourself out there. That's why we love and follow the people that we do. We don't love them for their business. We love them for them. Allow people to do the same thing for you. So with that, thank you guys so much. Absolutely love, have loved to do these authentic conversations. Uh, I have some thoughts that I'm going to be emailing out uh, as it relates to uh, next week. Uh, in addition to that, if you have any more questions around LinkedIn, uh, specifically because that was today, uh, you can email ryan at ryanjamesmiller.com. If I can answer it quickly, I'm happy to do it and I wouldn't ask anything of you. If you'd like to get deeper into that and you feel like I can help you there professionally, let's chat and we can see if we can work something out. Other than that, thank you guys. Have a great Friday. Go out there, kill the weekend, enjoy yourself and get ready to come back on Monday and smash it all over again. Thanks guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.